Psalm 19, verses 7 through 9. The law of the Lord is perfect, reviving the soul. The statutes of the Lord are trustworthy, making wise the simple. The precepts of the Lord are right, giving joy to the heart. The commands of the Lord are radiant, giving light to the eyes. The fear of the Lord is pure, enduring forever. The ordinances of the Lord are sure and altogether righteous. I sometimes think our generation lives as if there are no guardrails, there is no law, and they are a law unto themselves, almost like those uh, Wild West movies where the bad guys, yeah, there was one sheriff, but he was always or usually unprepared for what he had to do. Um, And I I think I, as an individual, uh, sort of um, kind of, recoiled a little bit when I thought of the law. I I thought it was an imposition. I write uh, in my reflection, the psalmist is speaking of the law as perfect, trustworthy, right, radiant, and pure, because these are the characteristics of a holy God. Later, after Christ came into the world, Love of the law would be superseded by love of the son and the words employed to describe God's law would be employed in the person of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. In other words, he became the embodiment of the perfect law of God, mm-hmm. including the law of sacrifice. And somebody other, the other day mentioned, you know, the, the, what has seems to have disappeared off the face of the earth is Aristotle's natural law, which uh, accords, I think, pretty completely, although I'm not that familiar with it, with uh, the law spoken of in Scripture. Yeah, the first third of C.S. Lewis's Mere Christianity deals with that, you know, the the natural law and, and, and just kind of asking the reader, okay, so you think there's a right and wrong. You think that human life has value. Where did you, where did you think that? How do you, how do you know that? And he uses that as a mechanism then to point to a divine being, a creator. But this law, you know, the the way the psalmist writes about the law of God is so beautiful. You know, Psalm 19 here, and then Psalm 119. Obviously, it's this love poem. It's this ode to the perfect law of God. I think sometimes in our New Testament theology, where we know we know very clearly from the New Testament that we're not justified by the law. It, it cannot save us. And as you just rightly pointed out, we now gaze upon the perfect obedience of Christ. Um, but even in our New Testament theology, it's, it can be easy to forget and omit then, almost like devalue, that perfect law that God did give to his people in the Old Testament. And it's a good reminder, especially with the Ten Commandments, just to gaze upon them, the the perfection of them, and just how helpful and useful they are. If a whole society followed the Ten Commandments, how much better would that society be? My goodness. So even though we're not justified by the law, even though it cannot save us, even though our focus is now purely on or mostly on Christ— we don't want to throw out the baby with the bathwater, so to speak. We don't want to throw out the law entirely. And we especially don't want to boast about it, though. We want to 
appreciate its beauty, but not boast in it. We want to boast in Christ. I love what it says in Romans 3, 27. It says, then what becomes of our boasting? It is excluded. By what kind of law? By a law of works? No, but by the law of faith. For we hold that one is justified by faith apart from works of the law. So when we have this new appreciation for the law, and that's not something we can boast in because we know we're not justified by it. Now we can gaze upon the beauty of it, knowing that it's our grateful response to the perfect obedience of Christ. That's a little theological, but it helps me understand the relationship to the law. Do we live in a time where um, it's hard to it, hard to say? Uh, you see evidence of the law at work in all kinds of things, uh, but we also see kind of a recalcitrant society that seems to uh, kind of revel in this kind of crazy freedom. Some of it has come through science and some of it has come through other means, but there seems to be, you know, almost a, a, a disregard for uh, what we consider the natural law or the law that is given to us through Christ. I, I think that we're in a very strange period. In, in terms of mm-hmm. the length of my whole life, I've never seen a time like this where the disregard yeah. for the law at the highest levels uh, is very evident in our own nation. Well, what I've been noticing is, yes, a disregard for the law of God and then, you know, all the, the laws that people assumed during the previous era of modernity. Now we're in post-modernity. Those laws seem to all be disregarded. But if you really pay attention to what's going on in society, there's just a whole new set of laws then that have been made up. There's a fashion brand in New York City. They have stores everywhere. And uh, they'll, they'll put big posters out on the front window of the store saying, there are no rules. It's just like posted really big over the over the window. There are no rules. There are no rules. There are no rules. Or they'll put it on the back of the jacket that they designed or something. It'll say, you know, this jacket is not real. Nothing is real. And if you think about it, it seems like they're saying there is no law. There are no rules. Nothing is real. But if you th- really think about it, those are just new laws. Those are new rules. What if That's I disagree funny. with that, right? What if I walk up to them and I say, you know, I disagree with this rule you put out there. What do you mean? Well, the rule that you said that there are no rules. That's a rule if you think about it. You've just uh, imposed that on everybody walking down the sidewalk. You think you're being all postmodern, <laughs> but it's just a new rule you made up. So I'm seeing that in the vacuum of losing modernity's laws, there's just a whole new set that you have to kind of keep up with or uh, be canceled, you know? Well, we could ruminate on this for a while, but I think the idea of human manufactured laws is kind of where we're at. Mm-hmm. You know, it basically, you know, they, they come from us. They come from our needs. They come from history, but they come from us. Whereas the scripture is telling us the perfect law comes from God. And it was from the beginning and is now, whether we regard it or disregard it. Amen.